From time to time, I will give up drinking soda, soft drinks, whatever you want to call them, pop. And as soon as I mix this down, I'm going to go walk two miles. Now, why am I doing that? Because I want to lose weight. Well, what if I lost two pounds? Am I successful? Well, I'm headed in the right direction, but I'm defining success is when I lose 30 pounds because, you know, the Corona-19 virus, where the 19 stands for how much weight did you gain? Yeah. So today I asked the question, do you need to be a celebrity to be successful? And that's opened up the discussion of what is success and how do you know if you're a celebrity or not? Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is why I help you plan, launch, grow, and if you want to, monetize your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. You can join today by going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start and use the coupon code listener. That is not anywhere in print. That's my way of saying thanks for listening to the show. That coupon code is listener, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. In a future episode, we're going to be talking about selling a course to help monetize your podcast. And you know who makes that really easy? You guessed it, PodPage. If you go to, if you want to see this in action, and, and for the record, I'm, I know I've been talking about PodPage as a sponsor, but one of the reasons they're a sponsor is because I use their product and I think it's awesome. Go to podcastrodeoshow.com slash store. And I have three products there that you can buy. Now, what if I already had some sort of pre-made store, like a Public store? Well, I could actually go in and have a link in PodPage to go to that store. So if you have your own individual products, but you don't have some sort of you know, shopping cart, you can put them right there on PodPage. In those cases, I'm using, you could use like PayPal or whatever you want to accept money from people. It makes it super easy for e-commerce. They also have a great way to collect email addresses because if you've ever heard about monetization, the uh, the riches are in the niches, but they're also in that list. So it makes it super easy to collect email addresses. In fact, it integrates with people like Constant Contact, ConvertKit, MailerLite, or you could just collect them in a spreadsheet because you go, I don't have an email list. Well, collect them in a spreadsheet and you can import them later. Look, PodPage is the easiest way to create a website for your podcast, especially if you're not nerdy. You just put in your RSS feed and it spits out a website. You customize the colors, add the features you want, don't use the features you don't want, and you are done. It is truly a set it and forget it kind of solution. And I said this in the last episode, I'm going to say it again. There are some cheap imitations. So don't go to Google and search for PodPage. What you want to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash try PodPage. There is a free trial. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash try PodPage. It's amazing. I use it and you should too. Today is episode number 790. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 790, you will have links to everyone who contributed to the question of the month. And of course, this month's question is, do you need to be a celebrity to have success in podcasting? Hi. 
This is Mark Vinette from the History of North America podcast, where I explore the wonderful and tragic stories of North America's inhabitants, heroes, villains, leaders, environment, and geography at markvinette.com. Being a celebrity sure helps, but in the end, quality content is king. Thank you, Mark. Next up, we have Scott from What Was That Like? In order to answer the question, can you achieve podcasting success without being a celebrity, we need to first define those things. Podcasting success is going to be defined differently by each podcaster. You know, for some, it might be just the time spent with a couple of friends having a beer, talking about sports. For others, it might mean a half a million downloads per episode and making a full-time living doing your podcast. When you start a podcast, you need to decide ahead of time what you want to achieve, and then you'll know when you have podcasting success. And what does it mean to be a celebrity? Well, this is an interesting phenomenon. Obviously, there are actors and athletes and some other people where the general public knows who they are, but it all has to do with perspective. I mean, if I went out and talked to a 100 random people on the street and I asked them, who is Dave Jackson? Most people wouldn't know. Same for Jordan Harbinger or Tim Ferriss, but if you go to a podcasting conference, just about everyone would recognize those names, which puts them at celebrity status in that group of people. Dave, you've even mentioned this in the past. Sometimes people are afraid to approach you in person because of being a bit starstruck. A lot of podcasters have had this happen when a listener recognizes them. It's kind of a weird thing. So my answer is this. You don't need to be a celebrity to achieve podcasting success. But depending on how you define success, you might just become a celebrity after you get there. My name is Scott Johnson, and my podcast is called What Was That Like?, where I talk to real people who have been through unreal situations. The website is whatwasthatlike.com. Love that show. Had a driveway moment. If you're not familiar with that phrase, that's where you're driving home, you're listening to the podcast in the car, and you get home and you're like, I'm just going to finish it here in the car. I'll keep the AC on because I've just got a vibe in and I'm dying to hear how this is going to end. What was that like.com? Again, everything will be linked out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 790. Next up, we have Mike. Hey, Dave. Mike at Permanent Record Studios here in Austin, Texas. And yeah, I think, of course, you can achieve podcasting success without being a celebrity. There are a number of examples. The one I like to cite is a podcast that's been going strong for 10 years, maybe maybe 12 years at this point, and has been incredibly successful and influential throughout all those years. And that is film spotting. I think it's filmspotting.net. And film spotting kind of set the stage for film criticism in podcast back in the day and has only grown in content and grown in numbers ever since. It's been very successful and it's very influential, uh, not only in podcasting, but with film critics and with the uh, film studios. These guys get to interview top celebrities and and cover all the great big films that are coming out. And they also cover uh, obscure movies that are coming out that gives them kind of an edge. And the key there has been they have always delivered, you know, I'm going to say it, great content consistently and done it for a specific audience that eats it up 
and they've been able to transcend that audience to gain broader fame and a bigger audience. So yeah, just put out great content, do it consistently, find your audience. You don't have to be uh, a celebrity. Thanks, Dave. Thank you so much for that. Next up, Sevilla Morgan. So happy to finally get some ladies. Ladies, if you're listening, I always love to hear from you. And always great to hear from Sevilla. Hi there, Dave Jackson and the School of Podcasting listeners. My name is Sevilla Morgan, founder and host of the Childless Not by Choice podcast. My website address is www.childlessnotbychoice.net. Well, this year I am celebrating six years of podcasting for and about the Childless Not by Choice demographic community. But if you think that's niched, it's actually even more niche than that. I speak to the woman and man who never had children, who will never have children. I know that when most people think about issues around childlessness, they think about infertility and IVF treatments. Most people may not think about that niche of society that never has the successful IVF treatment, that does not have the money to have the IVF treatments, that never has the child. And I know some of you may be thinking, well, why not just adopt? Different question and topic for a different day. (laughs) At any rate, the reason for the above explanation is this. I do not believe that I need to be a celebrity to achieve podcasting success. And indeed, I am not a celebrity, but I feel I am successful because I get to hear from people around the world about how the podcast has helped them, how they have gone back through the catalog and listened to every episode. They have literally said they were so happy to hear that a podcast like this exists. I started this whole thing from scratch. I do not have a million downloads or even thousands of downloads per month. But I can say that on average, the downloads I used to get in a month when I first started, I now get in a 24-hour period. I think that means, according to the download numbers from Rob Walsh, um, as he reviews the numbers on every episode of Libsyn's The Feed podcast, I'm about average, and I'll take that. My success is hearing from people who are depressed over their childlessness, made to feel unwelcomed by their family, friends, and society for not producing, being made to feel like second-class citizens. And unfortunately, in some parts of the world, especially as one ages, if they do not have children, they face a bleak future. Knowing that my voice, as they call it, the quote-unquote soothing voice, adds hope, I couldn't ask for anything more. I will continue to speak into my community about how to live a relevant, joyful, and fulfilled childless not-by-choice life. And thank you, Dave, for asking what turned out to, at least for me, be a pretty deep question. Have a great one, everyone. I've been on that show. I've lived that uh, lovely situation. And Sevilla, thank you so much. And I, I kind of, in a weird way, smiled when I heard that because I made Sevilla think. And that's one of my criteria. If you can make people laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain, if you can do any of those, that means you're not boring. Next up. We got Matt Rafferty. Hey, Dave, it's Matt Rafferty. So, of course, you can achieve podcasting success without being a celebrity. When my wife Leah and I started our podcast, our goal was to interview authors about writing, publishing, and promoting their book with the idea of motivating people to listen to the podcast and finish writing their book and getting it out to their audience. Well, since we started our podcast, we have had two guests on our show 
that have listened to our podcast and been motivated to finish writing their books and getting it out to their audience. So we consider our podcast a success because we've done that. But we're going to continue getting more people out there to write and finish their books and have more successes. And we are far from celebrities. So if you're thinking about writing a book and you want to listen to other regular old people who have written a book and published it and got it, gotten it out to their audience, check out The Author Inside You podcast. You can find it at theauthorinsideyou.com. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for everything you do. And you're a success in my eyes. Oh, thank you, Matt. And I'm noticing a pattern here. I also appeared on Matt's show, uh, episode 128. Next up, we have a very cool accent. Strap in. It's about to sound much more intelligent around here. We've got Robert. Hi, Dave. This is Robert Ober from the Relaxed Dog Podcast where you'll hear all about the amazing lives of some of the incredible canines we share our world with. You can find me at therelaxeddog.com. My answer to this month's question is 100% yes. And I say that because everyone has their own unique definition of the word success. So if you're a budding podcaster and they say, for argument's sake, go through your school and produce one podcast episode, that may have been their aim and therefore they are successful. I'd probably set the bar a little bit higher and say if you have one regular listener, your podcast has then had an influence on a person and that could be deemed a success and definitely something to build on. Anyway, thanks, Dave. Have a wonderful day. Right. Thanks, Robert. And we're going to keep the uh, the British accents going. This is uh, – I'm so happy I got to hang out with Shane from Torpreneur at Podcast Movement, and he's got some great insights. Hi, Dave, and everybody at the School of Podcasting. This is Shane Whaley, the host over at Tourpreneur, the podcast where we flatten the learning curve for tour operators around the world at tourpreneur.com. I believe you can achieve pod- podcasting success without being a celebrity. If we look at John Lee Dumas, he is a big name, draws a big crowd, earns an absolute fortune every month. But when he started out, he wasn't a celebrity. Nobody knew him. There's a chap called Dave Jackson. When he started out, he was podcasting from his brother-in-law's basement next to the water heater. Look at him now. However, what I will say, it will be more difficult to achieve podcasting success if you are a broad-based podcast. So if you have, let's say, an entrepreneurial podcast or a financial podcast, anything to do with making tons of money or even losing lots of weight, that's a really, really tough area to dominate in if you're not a celebrity. But where we, the vast majority of the school, can do well is by being big fish in little ponds. For example, I do the Tourpreneur Show. I'm the only podcast in the world that podcasts weekly where we interview tour operators who share their success strategies. My Facebook group, we have 3,000 members. That's all word of mouth. That's all come via the podcast because people want to learn in their industry and they're coming to that niche. So I would say to 
classmates out there in the school, if you're starting to build your podcast or you're kind of not finding traction, can you narrow down your audience? Can you narrow down that niche, become super, super, super focused, and you'll be a big fish in a smaller pond, but you can absolutely achieve podcasting success. I was on an earlier episode of School of Podcasting and I shared some of my numbers there. I'm able to charge a good four figures for sponsorship on my show and my numbers are pretty low. But it's a really laser-focused audience, and my sponsors really struggle to get in front of my audience. It's a very fragmented industry. It's a challenge for them. So I am not a celebrity. I've never written a book. I don't give TED Talks. I'm just really good at interviewing tour operators and getting them to spill the beans on their success strategies, what they've learned from failure, and their advice for other people who want to grow a tour business. That's my answer, Dave. Keep up all the great work. Really appreciate you. Thank you, Shane. And again, I'll have links to everybody at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 790. And we kind of heard a theme there, and that is you have to define success and you have to define celebrity. I will say that being a celebrity, however you define it, will get people to click, but it doesn't mean they're going to stay. I'll give you an example. I happened to stumble across an episode by Mark Marin, who's a comedian, and Tom Segura, both People, as comedians, I would pay money to go watch them. I find them very funny, Tom Segura especially. And here are these two very funny people, and I was listening, and I kept listening, and I kept listening, and it was them talking about, yeah, I think uh, the Chuckle Hut went out of business in uh, Poughkeepsie, and uh, I I don't think the Laugh Factory is open anymore. Did you ever get eggs at the Laugh Factory? Man, that guy could do eggs. So it was a real conversation. But all of a sudden it dawned on me, uh, I'm bored. You're not making me laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain me. You were having a conversation. So keep in mind, when you do interview shows, someone is listening to you. And I know it's like, oh, we were just having a real conversation. Yeah, but it's also really boring. Unless I guess I'm a comedian and I want to know if the Chuckle Hut is still in business. And success can be defined in so many directions. And that's why you need to know your why. And when you're first starting out, if you get any kind of feedback that says, Hey, I like what you're doing, find a way in Google. I think you can make folders or labels or something like that and tag that because there are going to be days when you're like, ah, I don't know if this is worth it anymore. And when you go back and see that you're actually making an impact, it's kind of cool to give yourself a little pep rally. And so I'm going to kind of shift gears here. Again, thanks to everybody, but I'm going to say something that is sacrilegious. Uh, People are going to go, what? Are you able to do that? You ready? You don't have to make money with your podcast. I know that's how a lot of people define success. I'm going to say that again. You don't have to make money with your podcast. I give you permission to not make money with your podcast in case you were wondering about that or anything like that. And I know you're going, but Dave, aren't you the guy that wrote profit from your podcast available at profitfromyourpodcast.com as well as Amazon? Yeah. But I'm here to tell you there are other reasons to start a podcast and I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit here and let you know that I have no business starting another podcast. I've got about 600. Well, maybe not quite that many, but I have a lot of podcasts And a friend of mine, Harry Duran, who I've known for years, uh, we got on, I think it was FaceTime. And he said, you're doing this whole 
streaming Bitcoin and hang tight. This isn't a Bitcoin conversation. So I know a lot of you like, ah, I'm out of here. He's like, you're kind of doing that whole streaming Bitcoin thing for podcasting thing. I'm trying it. I know a little bit. And we kind of went, huh, you got chocolate. I got peanut butter kind of thing. And so here's the thing. This podcast has a horrible name. I came up with leading the bleeding because this whole Bitcoin thing on podcasting, this is the intersection of podcasting and Bitcoin. And if I went up to somebody and said, hey, doing a show called Leading the Bleeding, what do you think it's about? Nobody would guess Bitcoin and podcasting. They'd be like, is it like a health thing? Is this for like surgeons leading the bleeding? Is it, you know, is it some sort of true crime story maybe? No. So it's a horrible name. And, but here's my why. Why am I doing this? Because, you know, 16 years ago, I was in my brother's basement, not my brother-in-law, not that it matters, but it was my brother's basement. Close enough, Shane. And uh, I remember uploading a file and seeing it come down into the software. And I went, oh, oh, this has huge potential. I mean, I it, it came out and smacked me in the face. And so when I see this whole Bitcoin thing, people paying me, the longer they listen, the more I make. It's their way of giving back to me. And I went, ooh, this could be huge. And the problem right now is if you want to get involved with this, it is not fun. It is ugly. It is like, mm, it is like the bleeding edge, hence leading the bleeding. And I just went, okay, I want to fix that. It's my background in teaching. I was like, I see this in the same way that when I started the school of podcasting in 2005, people were like, I'd go, hey, do you want to start a podcast? And they would go, what's a podcast? I kind of feel like I'm starting over, except I'm not creating a course on this. I'm, I'm doing this as a way to, to kind of serve the community because the developers that are coming up with this technology are brilliant, but they talk developer speak. And that's not a, that's not a, what's the word? Criticism. That's the way they are. God bless them. They're brilliant at that. But when you try to explain it to me and I take on the moniker of, of they have a running gag of Gene's mom. I don't know who his Gene is. I don't know who his mom is, but I will gladly wear the moniker of Gene's mom when it makes sense to me because I have a little bit of technology in my background, but I want to be able to explain it to you. And so that's the goal. So once we get enough information, I'm just gathering subject matter experts and we're going to try to figure this thing out because everybody knows a little bit of something. Let's put it all together. I I, th- I think I bought the domain something like cryptostudygroup.com or something like that because that's really what it is. So I'm going to play you a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff because if you're thinking of starting a podcast These are the things, even if it's a hobby, and this is right now pretty much a hobby, but we also realize that this is a podcast about monetization. So we better talk about monetization. So here's, I got on the phone with Harry and with his permission, he knows I'm doing this. Here are some things that conversation behind leading the bleeding. We should probably have a conversation of like, you know, the awkward conversation, like who owns it? What's the you oh. know, the the money thing? If there's any yeah, money, yeah. and I was like, I, I don't really. <laughs> well, we can figure that out on the show too. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> Just have it all be one. Yeah, I mean, because I think the key is when you're working with um, 
people like you, you, you trust, you know, and, yeah. and that's basically it. So no, I, I, you know, I would never think you would do anything to screw me over and vice versa. Right. So. Now, did you hear that? He trusts me. I trust Harry. I love Harry. I've known him for years. And one of the things I really like about Harry, and we'll talk about this in a second, is we're different. We run in different circles. We have different, we just, we're different, but yet we have a passion for podcasting. But notice it's like, oh, we'll, we'll figure it out. No, no, we're going to have that awkward conversation. You have to have that awkward conversation because I don't want to find out three years from now that, well, I thought you were going to do this and you got to do That's exactly what that sounds like. Oh, we've known each other for years. No, have the awkward conversation. And we'll probably have that on the air. Because we're both on the same. Um, are you an hour behind yeah. me? Is Min- Minneapolis ET or Central? Central. Okay, so you're an hour behind me. So yeah. I was like, that's yeah. that's not much of a, a thing. And, you know, we, we run in the same circle, but yet I think we have different networks. You know what I mean? You you know people yeah. that are yeah, yeah. vice versa. So it'd be cool yeah. to do that. So with that conversation, we're trying to figure out how easy it is it going to be us to record. We haven't even really set a schedule yet. We won't really know until we have that first meeting, but we're trying to figure out how easy or hard just based on schedules, locations, commitments, things of that nature to see, hey, is this something that we might want to do? Again, this is kind of an awkward conversation, but not really. We're just you know, putting things out there. Hey, do you think this is something we want to do? You know what it sounds like? Yeah. Uh, Podcasters Roundtable. It is, kind of. <laughs> but it's focused yeah. on this whole... Yeah, just figuring this out. We just, As long as I think that, I think for all of us, it's just we could be talking about a variety of things, the industry and all that stuff, but I think plenty of, plenty of shows on all the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, it'll, And yeah. that's always the fun part, because yeah. my, myself included, uh, we do love good tangent. <laughs> and as I listen back to that, we just defined how we're going to be different. There are a bazillion of podcasts about podcasting. If you don't believe me, go to podcastaboutpodcasting.com and see the never-ending list of podcasts about podcasting. And you also see how many there are, and you also see how many have faded. So if you've ever thought about starting a podcast, you're like, ah, somebody else is already doing one. Yeah, if I would have stopped my podcast because somebody else started one, uh, I would. you'll see. There are a ton of people that start and then go, ah, this isn't for me. And then the last little clip we have from my conversation with Harry. Yeah, I think it's uh, it'll be fun just to see if it has any legs. It might be yeah. a really short series. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, in, or, in yeah. a way, I kind of hope it is. Like, I hope we yeah. roll it out and all of a sudden, you know, and I'm again, I'm not bashing Tina yeah. and Eric. I know they're busy, but all of a sudden when they roll out this new website they're talking about, I go, oh, there it is. There's all the directions. Yeah. It's super easy. We're done here. Okay, yeah. great. So, yeah. But yeah, man, it'll be, if nothing else, it'd be a fun experience. So we'll see what sure. happens. So Dave, why are you playing phone calls of you and Harry Duran? Because I want to show you that it, it doesn't come out of the gate perfect. It just doesn't. But we know our why. My why is I want to understand this because I am a person who's been understanding technology for years. I see this as a to- new technology. I see this in the same way that I saw podcasting in 2005 when I went, ooh, that's going to be huge. That has huge potential. I feel the exact same way about this, and I don't want to get into a tangent. So I see that, but I also understand the success for me is going to be when I have documentation, when we have a website, and I can point you at it and say, hey, I can show you how to do this thing that will actually make you money. So that's the idea. That's our why. 
That's our success. And there's a whole lot in there that we haven't figured out yet. And I just wanted to point this out to you that it doesn't have to be perfect. It's going to take some phone calls and it might get a little awkward. And then if you're working with a co-host, it's going to get a little awkward because as much as this one is very much a hobby for me, it's a hobby show about monetization. That just reeks of like red flags and the fact that we both trust each other. We need to get things literally on the same page so we understand who's doing what, things like that. So I just want to give you a little bit behind the scenes. And speaking of behind the scenes, it's time for another road trip for my good buddy, Glenn. When you try something new, you're going to end up with either a new skill, a new story, or a new lesson. Hopefully, you'll get all three. Glenn the Geek Hebert from the Horse Radio Network, well, he packed up his show and hit the road to hang out with his listeners. Take it away, Glenn! Well, hi, Dave and School of Podcasting fans. Glenn the Geek here with the HRN Roadshow Report. We just passed 2,800 miles and now are in Lorton, Virginia, getting ready for our final meetup of this trip. We're into week five. Tuesday morning, we'll be making the 900-mile trip home. This past week, we did shows from a riding arena and from the RV in two different KOA campgrounds. We also camped with some listeners and met up with some old friends that we have not seen in 35 years. It was a lot of fun. The tech has held up well, and the campground internet has performed without a hitch. Right now, we're parked at a listener's house in the suburb of Washington, D.C. Actually, it's the first time we're not on a farm. Some of you may know that I used to own an acting company, and for 10 years we did medieval feasts, uh, think improv theater, think kind of the Benny Hill version of a medieval feast. I played the king, my wife played the queen, we had a, a cast of about 20, and we all had professional improv training. And I believe that the improv acting training that I had and experience that we had over 10 years and 450 shows led me to the success that I've had later in life in sales, also as a podcast host, and as an interviewer. And two of those performers we worked with all those years ago came for a visit, and Loretta and I had a chat about the importance of improv training. Loretta, how important has improv training been in your life in general or in business? Improv training turned out to be really beneficial to me in so many ways. I mean, I was a nurse for 40 four years before I retired. And in those situations, whether you like it or not, sometimes you're called upon to do things at the spur of the moment that maybe you wouldn't normally have done. And those times improv training can come into great importance that you have it because sometimes you just don't know what to do next. And having that fill in time till your brain clicks in helps to buy a little time in. And I talk about improv as a host. Listening is the thing that I really learned. It's how to listen to the guest and follow the guest. Uh, I think one of the mistakes that a lot of hosts make is they have their questions all written out, and they're going to go with those questions no matter what, and they're not really listening to the answers or where they could go, which is the really good stuff. When we performed together, uh, all our improv stuff, the best stuff was stuff that we had never had planned at all. Never neg anybody. Remember that yes. one. Never negate anybody. Right. And yes, and follow them along and, and, you know, keep the conversation going, but follow where they're taking you. Even on stage, when you're on stage, I think that improv training, even if you're doing a traditional stage show, is so important because there are times on stage, we've all had them where something goes wrong and 
What do you do next? So you need that ability to think outside the box so that you can not let the audience know that you just screwed up, you know, or somebody else screwed up or whatever happens. I thought that was invaluable training. We had wonderful training. I just think that it did help me in so many ways. So I've said in all my PodFest talks that I think every podcast host that wants to make a career out of this podcast thing should take improv classes. And it'll make you a better host, it'll make you a better interviewer, and a better listener. It will also it'll just make you better. Something to think about anyway. Next week will be the final report, some stats, and final thoughts on this adventure. My daily show is Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network, where five days a week we're the third longest-running daily podcast in the world, approaching 3,000 episodes. This was recorded using a Q2U mic into a Zoom P4 and edited on Hindenburg. There is only one way to know if an idea is going to work, and that's to throw a saddle on it and take it for a ride. My thanks to my buddy, Glenn the Geek Hebert, for sharing his insight from the road. Find Glenn over at horseradionetwork.com. Five weeks on the road has to take his toll. I'm looking forward to some sort of like, if I do this again, I definitely will do this differently kind of uh, reply. I'm sure that's coming along with, uh, he mentioned some gear there. You can find it, of course, at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 790. If you're thinking of buying some gear, I have a free webinar. You, you don't even need to give me your email address. Just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash my gear. Now, the one thing I didn't give you yet is for September, and that is the new question of the month. I need this by September 24th, 2021, as it will be played on September 27th. 2021. Here is the question of the month because we talked about, you know, making good content today. A lot of that. That's how you become successful by creating consistently great content. And sometimes I hear people get consistency kind of a little confused with consistency and schedule. And don't get me wrong, that's very important. When and here's why. I'm going to take a riff here on this and then I'll get back to the question of the month. Here's why I'm so not anti-break, because look, if you're physically having issues, if this is causing stress in your family or marriage, by all means, let your audience know I'm taking a break and I will come back from, you know, I'll be back on this date. So I get that. I'm not saying like, I'll sleep when I'm dead kind of thing. I'll leave that to Gary V and all the hustle guys. All right. What I'm talking about, though, is if you can avoid taking a break from your show, here's why. I thought about this the other day. Right now, I'm using Overcast. You can find it at overcast.fm. Why am I using it? Because Apple took a break in their development of their Apple Podcasts app. And this was, man, probably eight years ago, maybe longer than that. And you would start the Apple Podcast app and it wouldn't start. And I'm out driving around teaching people office equipment stuff. And I needed podcasts to listen to in the car or I would go nuts. If you make me listen to radio, it's like nails on a chalkboard and I needed something to listen to. So I went to the, my good friend, the internet and said, what's the best app that's not Apple podcast. And everybody said overcast. I've never gone back. That's why I think it's important that you don't take a break because your audience isn't going to take a break. Oh, well, I guess Nancy's not doing an episode this week. I guess I just won't listen to anything in the car. That's just me. Let's get back to the question of the month, shall we? 
What is the question of the month that you need to get to me by September 24th? You ready for this? What was the last podcast you shared and why? Now, if you go, hmm, I can't really think of any. What was the last media you shared? So this could be a YouTube video, could be something you saw on Netflix. But what was the last thing that you shared with somebody because you thought it was so good and why? Because that's what we're shooting for especially the why. So this is kind of like a little miniature. If you are new to the show at the end of the year, I have a, what's your favorite podcast and why? So this is similar, but not really. I'm looking, it's similar in that I'm really looking for the why of this, but also it might be interesting to, I had to think about it. Like what was the last thing I really told a lot of people about? And I was like, huh, all right, I'll have to use that on the show that you will hear on September 27th. And of course, as you heard today, don't forget to tell us a little bit about your show and your website. I will put a link to it so you'll get a little Google juice on that. And remember, there is no prize for saying your website the fastest. You can go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question and leave your answer there. Hey, I wanted to let you know that I teamed up. I'm trying something new in marketing with uh, my buddy Eric K. Johnson from Podcast Talent Coach. He organized a voice advantage giveaway. This is going on August 23rd to September 12th. You can go over and sign up for a bunch of free gifts. I have a gift there, 33 strategies to grow your podcast audience. People like Dan Miller, Harry Duran, they're a ton. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash voice advantage. Speaking of questions, if you are a subscriber for free, by the way, since I just said the word subscribe to my email newsletter, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter, you can sign up and I occasionally will send out additional things that things I found. And like I just found out about the uh, Tascam Mixcast 4. So I mentioned that in the newsletter and we'll be talking about that in the future, hopefully. But I also sent out a survey and so I actually have a new sponsor coming on in the future, and that is based on feedback I got from people on my newsletter. So if you're interested in that in bonus content and additional insights and things of that nature, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter in case you care. I'm currently using MailerLite, and you can find that at schoolofpodcasting.com slash MailerLite, or because I mentioned it in episode 790, you will find all the links at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 790. If you need help with your podcast, I can help you plan, launch, grow, and monetize. Come visit me at schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. Coming in the future, back on episode 787, we heard how people that are trying to monetize their podcast, one of the top ways is to have a course. And I was approached by someone who is an expert in online education. She used to work for Teachable, which if anybody cares is where I'm moving the School of Podcasting to. And because I'm moving the School of Podcasting to a new platform, it's an interview and it's Dave getting some free consulting. It's pretty in-depth. And if even if you're not a person who's like, look, I never want to sell a course, there's some really interesting insights into what size audience you need to have any kind of engagement and the tools and things like that. As always, subscribe out at schoolofpodcasting.com or follow and never miss an episode. Until next week, take care 
God bless. Class is dismissed. If you like what you If I think it was back in it was it was an episode. Uh, why did I say I think? Don't think. And we had a great in. Uh, and there's no prize for saying your website webs web web web. Really, so close, so close. A coarse person. That's not the right phrase I want to use. She's very coarse. She's like sandpaper. That's why I think it's not, that's why I think it's, ah, I forgot to gave you, I forgot to gave you, I forgot to gave it to you. Sorry. Podcasting Sense 2005, I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thinking, boy, when you blank on your own name, that's probably not a good sign. And we're just starting. Holy cow.